1: Okay, the acres and acres of tar and cement and city limits is on the air. Um, actually, uh, this morning on the Bricky Show, they also played Big Yellow Taxi, which is the other possibility I think for our theme song, the <laughs> Joni <Julie> Mitchell song. <laughs> just for Transport they, Day, or like they, well, every any day, day, but they they just because they they both about the destruction of urban environments for uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: other purposes. Uh, so there you are. But anyway, we've got we've got uh, tar and cement. We've actually got a many managed with a break and was actually given me By um, Gab Reid In the studio um, In the station A, a little ex, An old 45 Of um, Tarant's I mean we could play The whole thing one day Oh okay. Oh awesome How wonderful
0: The entire album uh, No like just Just the one cement? song right. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> it. it
1: was a one and only hit That was it
0: Oh come on A lot of Jody Mitchell fans Would <laughs> no, be no no no,
1: no 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 oh. uh, Tarant's cement Oh Big yellow yeah, taxis yeah. Oh. It's, yeah It's a woman called Vernell Smith, I think her name is, isn't (sighs) it?
0: Let's oh, oh, yeah. see. Yep, didn't even know.
1: Even the thing on the other sides had been unbearable. <laughs> um, but uh, oh. anyway, but, but anyway, that's but but it, she did one good song, and it's uh, it's it's kept City Limits going for a long, long time. <laughs> uh, there we are. Okay, and then City Limits. It's the first Wednesday of the month. It's um, cup of tea. first, yes, cup of tea poured first Wednesday of the month, and it's uh, transport day. Therefore, that's why John McPherson's voice was there. He's our monthly transport mm-hmm. guru, as we call him. And of course, me, Kimbers, over there pressing the button, and uh, Kevin Healy, and uh, well, on with the show. And we, we, um, we did plan to have a bloke who's done his PhD on um, aspects of public transport, but uh, and he's one of the people who's been fighting, the, one of the ex-conductors who's part of that group that keep yep, getting around yep. and, and trying to save them. Um, but we couldn't get onto him this week, but we no. will we'll yeah. hopefully get him next yeah. month.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're a fabulous group. They keep the. They keep the uh, home fires burning on the conductor front.
1: They do. So it's um, with um, Roberto, Roberto D'Andrea, D'Andrea yeah, who's yeah, the uh, yeah. the leader of the group, yeah. That's right. Um, okay, so um, John McPherson. So listen to it's John McPherson this morning. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, they're, all right. They're cheering in their kitchens, John, cheering in their kitchens. <laughs> um, we better kick off with the Herald Sun, I suppose. Give it a give it a burst. Um, yeah, they, they come up with a headline in the last couple of days, um, unions to clog streets. Huge worker rally will bring the city to a standstill. Victoria's trade unions are... are, are are uh, moving to, or vowing to bring Melbourne to a standstill next month with a huge rally calling for pay rises. As many as 15,000 people are expected to descend on the city for the Change the Rules protest on Tuesday, October 23, note the date, which will also focus on job security for workers. And uh, it will clog CBD streets. A similar rally in May saw roads closed and tram services disrupted. Now they're carrying on about the disruption. This was came out last Wednesday, two days before the
2: grand final rally that, right. clo- that closed the city altogether. Yes, I was, um, I was, thinking, I was Which they supported. It's, of course, very selective at the Herald Sun. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's got to be the right people blocking the streets. And the, and <laughs> not my, the wrong people. They, lo-
1: they even go and cover Meyer's Christmas parade, which closes the streets. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, anyway, it's, it's, if it, workers do it, it's not good.
2: Yeah, no, no. It's interesting the way the Herald Sun writes these articles. So the same phrase. (laughs) Yeah, well, they've done it again. The shock, the the horror, the,
1: the awfulness. The very next day, Labor Guard Union Bosses Monitor. A union boss has been tapped by the Andrews government to lead its new Labor hire industry watchdog. The Herald Sun can reveal Australian Manufacturing Workers Union State Secretary Steve Dargabell will become the state's first Labor hire licensing commissioner etc um, etc et now of course day after day and we've mentioned mm. the recent, recent uh, head of treasury appointed who's an ex-advisor to all sorts of liberal people um, those things never get to mention that oh, you know, no, the, no. the liberal party is appointing major business people and major supporters to these positions but Labor appoints a bloke yeah. and what he's got and and the, and for the, the Labor <laughs> higher licensing authority was created in the wake of an inquiry that uncovered widespread abuse and exploitation of workers now how outrageous to put a union official in charge of that body! Totally, I mean, when it's you... so obvious it should be an employer. Oh, clearly, <laughs> clearly, I mean, so they're very upset. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, just on um, the Herald Sun, but not relate, not not reported there. Surprise, surprise! Um, you'll be pleased. You'll, you'll be upset to know, for poor <laughs> Rupert's sake, the head of News Corporation, of course, which, as we all know, is the Herald Sun. Um, the tax officers had a rare win over News Corporation which paid 80.9 million to settle a string of contested assessments last year amid signs of a warming in relations with the tax ban. So,
0: oh, that's nice yes, they're uh, getting along better.
1: Well, they've been covering up and there was all about it was all about some stuff in Cayman Islands which of course Rupert wouldn't be using to avoid tax, he just because he thinks it's a it nice place got to. Nice best, beach. Yes. You've got a nice that's beach. right. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, anyway they um, yeah, they filed a federal court appeal, this is where they found out over $75 million in disputed income that related to $1.2 billion in loans to a Cayman Islands subsidiary. Justice Tony Pagone dismissed the appeal in June last year in describing News Australia's complex transactions with the Cayman Islands Company. <laughs> Justice Pagone referred eight times to a pre-planned series of steps. This reflects the power that new legislation gives the Tax Commission to consider transactions between related parties. News appealed the Pagano decision but dropped the case um, on August 18 last year. They've only just caught up with all this. This appears to mark the date of the settlement, which involved a $20.1 million cash payment and a deferred tax expense of $60.8 million. Wow. So um, at least he's paying, I mean, it's probably nothing compared no, to no, what, no, what it's, he has No, no, it's just paid, really but, pocket uh, money. Yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no. Don't, a don't
2: get don't get all that impressed. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. But at least he's been caught up doing you know, a mm. little bit, a little bit. Mm. And apropos uh, Meg, of our discussion last week about mm. universities and
2: mm. and the fact
1: that they're being commercialised so much, and they're just the the Glenn Davis has resigned at Melbourne, and a new bloke Duncan Maskell has um, started this week. In fact, as the new vice chancellor at really? this, yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. Yep. And um, he was he was previously senior pro vice chancellor at Cambridge and um, he spent more than twenty years as the Marks and Spencer. Professor of Animal Health, Food Science and Food Safety. What?
0: Marks um, and Spencer's? No, uh, yeah, they... The shopping... Yes,
1: that's right. Really? Yeah, yes, Them, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll, get, you'll, you'll understand why when I tell you what he says. Oh. Um, his first interview, he says, Universities need to engage with the corporate world and research is the engine of discovery. Without oh. it, universities have nothing to commercialise. You know, no, why should they commercialise anything? <laughs> well. uh, then he goes on to say, Universities need to engage with the corporate world. We need the corporate world to endow professional. Well, he got one of them.
0: Oh my um, god! The mm.
1: corporate world is used to that and the benefits, etc. So he's now in ch- he's now the vice chancellor at Melbourne. Mm, oh well, we uh,
0: uh, I mean.
1: So that no, all goes well, doesn't it? Not yeah.
0: surprised, really. Melbourne Uni's got a bit of a track record, don't they?
1: Well, under Glenn Davis, it sure yeah. did. And, um, yeah. 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 Now, the Financial Review, which covers – this happens in Cup Week as well. You get two pages of all the big business people and the big politicians mm-hmm. as they see them enjoying themselves at you know, the marquees on Cup Week. And this week it was in the corporate sector at the MCG on Saturday. Oh, yes. And they just name one after another. There's page after page here. And Bill Shorten's there enjoying himself as well. He's having a lovely time. He, who's he photographed with? Um just next to Jeff Kennett. Oh, he's with with Paul Bassett, who's a big business person, um, AFL commissioner. Um, So they're all there. Um, And it names just, you know, it's just a litany of two pages of the names of some of the biggest uh, exploiters in this country. Uh, And I just think, though, we, we don't like all these business people. We don't like Julie Bishop, who's there, and Morrison, who's there as well. But you've got to give them some credit. I mean, these are people prepared, obviously, to spend at least one cold night out on the street to get a ticket to the Grand Files. Right. <laughs> for that's, sure. Yeah, They yeah, definitely lined up. A, they would have lined up, no end.
2: <laughs> sure they didn't send the chauffeur down in the, in the big car waiting in the line for them? <laughs> now that would have been getting into the ground job.
1: Um, but as, uh, apropos of that also, um, uh, the Herald Suns revealed the allocation of tickets. Um, to last year 's grand final, which is the last one we can we can go on obviously um, and um, the um, the breakdown was that of the one hundred thousand tickets allocated or just under ninety nine eight seventy just thirty three nine five seven were available to members of the clubs, so that leaves sixty thousand other tickets. Mm. Um, which the members who actually follow their teams all year couldn 't right. get right now among the rest twenty five one 25,000 roughly went to MCC members, right. fifteen and a half to AFL members, six thousand to other AFL clubs, and three thousand to medallion club members, but sixteen two twenty eight were allocated to AFL entitlements contractual obligations, which included seven thousand two hundred to corporate sale functions. 1,000 to corporate partners, 1,24 to past commissioners, 1,18 to licensing, 1,18... It goes on and on, but, I mean, that's, that's where it's all going, and it ends up... They all end up in the corporate sector.
2: Mm. Well, presumably no, nobody pays for those tickets either.
1: Um, no, of course not. Of course not. Um, <laughs> and, in fact, the, of the um, 33 allocated to the clubs last year, f- over 4,000 were standing room or restricted view. Terrific yeah. I mean the only restricted view The other yeah. people in the corporate boxes Have we late in the day after a few drinks When they're seen at double
2: <laughs> Yeah well it certainly, um, it certainly underlines The whole thing about corporate sport doesn't it It sure does Wow sure does. anyone want to top up I'm all? fine thanks know, right? okay.
1: um, So there we are Yeah. So, That's, uh,
2: oh gee Yeah So the ordinary man in the street did, did well, ever- Why isn't the Herald Sun no. carrying on about that? Well, it just—it just it published it. Yeah, but it, then, was, yeah, that it was the—it supports serious. the little person. Yeah, you see, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, screaming yeah, there, yeah. screaming to the high oh, happens about that's, that. Yeah. Did you
0: watch yeah. the game? To you right?
2: right, yes. Did you? Yes. I watched. I dipped in, dipped in and out of it. I couldn't really bear to watch. And then as it got worse for Collingwood, I thought, oh no. It only got worse
1: for Collingwood in the last five seconds. Yeah. No, but you know, it <laughs> was <laughs> That's drifting. The only bit I watched. <laughs> 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 I, I
2: drew myself, I little, had a little graph in my in my head and it was drifting against you Collingwood. You could see it happening here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second half, you could see yeah, the horror, yeah, the horror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, could, you could see it happening and yeah. you kept thinking they're going to get it. So out. I'm afraid I chickened <laughs> out. Right.
1: Well, I did watch it. And in fact, I, I thought it was amazing. Um, Somewhere, somewhere in the middle of the second quarter, when the match was getting quite exciting, yeah. someone knocked on my front door. Oh! And I thought, my God! No way, I'm going to go at the front <laughs> door when the match was. <laughs> anyway, I went later, and there was some. There was p- people campaigning for the state election. I thought, why about the grand final? <laughs> really said They'd lose. They would have lost a million votes in an afternoon. Yeah. Oh my it's god! Sure god. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh!
2: Yeah. Well, that, I mean, I, I have to admit that with that last kick. Was brilliant. It was. For West Coast I mean, it, kick.
1: it probably was a free kick to the Collingwood yeah, player, yeah, but it was yeah. a bloody good kick. Yeah. 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 yeah, for a bloke who hasn't got a reputation as a good kick either, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. When you looked at those posts from where he was, sighting, <laughs> the distance was about, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah, the ball could have got stuck between him mm-hmm. from where he mm-hmm. was. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyway, moving on to more Hero, important mum things. Killer. One of the great. Of great uh, people in Victoria, the former Chief Commissioner Kelvin Glear Remember oh, Kelly? Yeah, he was I mean, a lovely bloke. Loved, loved protests and things, right. um, Anyway, he's come out and says um, he, he's leading a group of former high ranking police officers who have slammed the Labor government, saying Victoria has been let down and needed an ethical and honest government. The Community Advocacy Alliance, they call themselves, spearheaded by Kel, said the alleged criminal activities of some Andrews ministers is a major issue ahead of the state election. Um, um, An examination of the present government's decisions, activities, etc. This is all in the Herald Sun, of course. Now, Kel hasn't mentioned anything about the lobster dinner of um, Matthew Guy, the opposition leader or Matthew's recent admission that he uh, spent millions of public money to avoid going to court Mm. And maybe losing his position over a planning mm. deal mm. down mm. on Phillip Island. Uh, in fact, that story Not to
2: mention Fisherman's Ben.
1: Yeah, and the only mention of that story in the Herald Sun's been an attack on the Labor Party about it, right. which I thought was interesting, <laughs> even though to turn it that way. But uh, um, anyway, but Kell's come out and he's. that is it is being very even handed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay. Um, an interesting interview on. Um, I didn't see it, but a report of it here. Um, on um, Insiders on Sunday, which I can never bring myself to watch because they try to make politicians sound like human beings. <laughs> but anyway, same as that Q&A God, I can't watch that. But um, anyway, Scott, our Prime Minister, was on, and he's demanded the ABC get back to work after the crisis last week when they lost half the top brass. Um, and he's, um, he said, I think the ABC needs to stop talking about itself and get back to work. And apparently Barry Cassidy, the um, presenter, uh, made the point that in the week he got elected as Prime Minister, the government stopped government absolutely altogether mm, mm. and did no work whatever mm. at all. And he pointed out the ABC has in fact kept working. Um, Still produced programs yes. Yes. 24-7. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah. there you are.
0: So they, they don't know why they... Mm still not sure why whether Michelle Guthrie, the head of the ABC or former head of the ABC, quit because she was considered incompetent or because she was ordered to sack one of the journalists who mm. had been critical of the government. A
1: couple of journalists, yeah. A couple of journalists and yeah.
0: refused to sack them. So yeah. I think we still don't know, do we? Because no. no. Well, people she, were, she didn't
1: quit though. She was thrown out.
0: That, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. whether yeah. She, was, she was sacked. She right? was, I think they asked yeah. her to quit and she wouldn't. Yeah. And then, then they gave well, it well
2: her. Well, I think she, had she, had she no showed – it, it seems she showed a bit of backbone. You know, it unreal. appears that way.
0: Oh, oh. Um, or she oh. might have just been too proud to leave uh, because she was from a very corporate background. Ooh. And then yeah. went into the ABC, yeah. made huge cuts, mm-hmm. changed the the whole sound of Radio National yeah. as for one thing. And then she's, I guess, like the ABC is trying to compete on a increasingly digital market for media.
2: Well, I think her mantra was too. They have to go for the young folk, to young mm. people.
0: Yeah, uh, and mm, so yeah. everything
2: has to get a bit more. But also. But they employed light her to fluffy, do that. Yeah. Light and fluffy. Yeah.
1: And it, yeah. brings, it, it brings loud attacks from people like Murdoch and News Limited mm. because they say the ABC has no right to move into the digital space that it's trying to <laughs> control.
2: So, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. so there you are. Yeah. But One, usually ABC yeah. manages to do you know, lots with very little. Yeah. yeah. Now, and they're,
0: they're trusted. That's the other thing. Yes. Cool? Yeah. yeah. I mean
1: up to I mean I think the ABC is pretty conservative. I think it's become more conservative, I think it has let the liberal attacks influence it uh, think, in recent yeah. times. It has a bit, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: But, uh, That's shown by the kind of appointment of Michelle Guthrie really because I think like her agenda you can see it as a bit of a, as mm. a quite conservative agenda in a sense. Like yeah. if you cut a lot of, of jobs, jobs yeah. uh, then you're going to have less thorough reporting, which means that you turn down the the direction of Commercial media, mm. which is, you know, trying to just make money by being the most salacious mm-hmm. and headline grabbing kind of thing. rather Except than, the Herald Sun, which is, no, which is quality total, journalism. T- total objectivity, That we can right. trust and, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at all times. <laughs>
1: so, so there we are. Good segue um, there, back okay. to. <laughs> well, back to, in fact, speaking of hot air. Um, back to emissions. Um, and last week, this report came out uh, that Australia's emissions in, in the year to March increased by 1.3%. Uh, they, well, um,
0: well done, everybody. Yes, and yeah.
1: economy-wide permission, uh, emissions increased 1.3% in the year to March. 0.3% for the March quarter, driven by a big increase in fugitive emissions of methane and CO2 from a surge in liquefied natural gas production, which is oh. interesting because mm. they, they keep claiming that's going to reduce yeah. them. Mm. Um, and there's the current, the current Western Port dispute going on. Um, and increases in emissions from combustion and fossil fuels in heavy industry transport and agriculture jobs. Mm. So, there Well, the, um, and, the government yeah.
2: remains convinced we can m- meet our... Um, obligations under the Paris uh, Agreement. Mm-hmm. He says uh, that in this article keep, coming to yeah, that, but go on, use that. No, I yeah. no, keep saying mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, if you look at all the, look at all the graphs that uh, indicate the way the emissions are going, we're going to miss it, miss it by a mile. Mm-hmm.
1: Mile, that's mm-hmm. right. Well, Morrison told the same program on Sunday, we would meet our international climate obligations easily despite the most recent official (laughs) figures showing they're going up. Um, And, you know, he he goes on. He he claims that people were picking, choosing their figures because we're still... Well, there was a slight reduction per capita, but it's gone up overall because the per capita is increasing, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, 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 I mean, per capita uh, it doesn't matter. It's no. overall. And I heard someone on – it was Flanagan um, on oh, yeah. ABC this mm-hmm. morning uh, making the point that even – but our per capita is one of the highest in the world anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, well, yeah. you know, it doesn't yeah. really matter No,
2: we're, I mean, we're just so far off the, um, off, the, off, the off the ball, it's just ridiculous
1: yep, but on a positive note, um, Meg, this is your yeah, sure. your home country, sure, you your home them? country. Oh. Tasmanian energy users enjoyed a return to pre-crisis electricity prices of under forty five a megawatt hour in the September quarter as the island state generated one hundred percent of its needs for the year to date from renewable energy.
0: Oh, Tazzy. Yeah, you are. So proud of you. When they say renewable energy, though, they mean, I mean hydro. hydro <laughs> which, that's right. Now, let's not talk about all the damming involved. There are
1: questions about hydro that yeah. need to be raised. But uh... oh, but just,
0: That is interesting because there was a quite a, a mm, turmoil about that sort of um, in terms of we were producing a lot of hydroelectricity, <coughs> shipping it over to the mainland, and then buying our electricity back from, from the mainland resources. Across that resources. thing, yeah. Yeah, with the bass thing. So I wasn't aware that they'd gone back to using... Yes,
1: as it offices. says here and...
2: Uh, well, it's only well. a few years ago there was the drought in Tasmania which was causing all the hydro dams That's to That's right, dry. yep, yeah. And,
0: oh. and, yeah, they were having to... Uh, it was affecting a lot yeah. of the health of the waterways as well, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and yeah. you were importing a lot of power via the link. But yes. But then the link went down, didn't it? The yes, there fire. were yeah. problems yeah.
0: with the connectivity right. of yeah. that, however yeah. it worked.
2: And well, that, went, that went on for over a year, so.
0: Yeah, I've, I've would say so yeah
1: most uh, most of the dams are within a metre or two of full at the moment you
0: amazing thing. must have been raining
2: so, then, yes, now, so now we're self sufficient <laughs> <If, laughs> you're going to push off from the mainland Bye. <laughs> that's right it's a, the it's a first Meg, step come to back wait till the show's over come
1: <laughs>
0: start our own country in Tasmania it's the beginning of true independence for the Actually, Tasmanian New
2: Zealand people. Looks, New Zealand looks interesting why not go and join well that?
0: look I would in a heartbeat Just in arden has been on TV in America and <laughs> at the UN and I uh, did we yeah. talk about that last week she was no, we I don't know, know when been going go, on. Yeah, go on. Well she's did a talk to the UN which has been heralded as the anti Trump um philosophy about you know connectivity and being nice to each other and various things like that. You can look at it on YouTube if anyone wants to look at it. But um, she has been really – she went on some late-night talk shows in America and has been very much adored. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She was charm itself. She's a, she was. She's, a, she's, a, she's a bit like a South Pacific um, Justin Trudeau. Trudeau really.
0: Yeah, although maybe yeah. She, unlike Justin Trudeau, she'll follow through yeah. on yeah. her policies, yeah. especially yeah. for Indigenous yes. people yes. of the countries yes. that we're talking Good about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was
1: going to raise but on that story about Tasmania, the, the interesting one, the interesting aspect that no, that's not covered, of course, is that the, the, the opponents of renewable energy keep saying it will increase prices mm. and won't have renewable, prices have mm. to go up. Mm. Now, here's an example where they're 100% renewable and
2: prices have gone down. <coughs> well, it's, What do you know? It's, 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 <laughs> well, it's actually also been the case in South Australia. Mm. Uh, Lately, like, like, as as their re- share of renewables starts skyrocketing because they're mm. – their times also run completely on renewables mm. their their overall prices uh, at least um, wholesale prices are going down uh, as well so adding add more renewables and prices go down so yeah. this is this is a conundrum that it's the very... um, the smart brains at the top of the coalition government don't understand it's very awkward and reality
0: doesn't align yes. with your yeah. Uh, in, like that's right. Hyperbole, rhetoric.
1: you throw up and down mm. on the front Like, bench. like we we never accused like we never accused Trump of um, not telling the truth about anything. But mm. this week at the UN, when people when he said you know we're the greatest, uh, you know we've done yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we've been the greatest one ever. We've, ever, we've done the, more in, in in this in time, time than had anyone to, ever yeah. has. Yes. Right. No, he did. He was modest. He said almost any other administration, <laughs> oh, right. and um, and they all roared. like laughing. Mm. And he said, I didn't expect that response. Well, then once he thought about that and it was a bit embarrassing, he's come out and said he did it for a laugh. He knew they'd (laughs) laugh because they're serious people that needed a laugh. Now, one of those can't be true. Which one... (laughs)
2: I, I think we can leave it to our astute listeners to work that one out. <laughs> yeah, okay. Everybody that's was true. laughing at Trump. Oh. I,
1: could, I couldn't, I don't know which one's true or not. I can't. He, on he
2: was probably bullied in the schoolyard, too. You know, yeah, that's right. Trump.
1: Well, there's a story this morning, by the way, and it might blow up, I suspect, that. Oh, yeah. um, he's been accused now of when he inherited his wealth of doing some all sorts of things to um, oh, strange things to, yeah, yeah and uh, yeah. so it might blow up that in business dealings he um got up to a few things well, yeah. well, Anything
2: blow up, though?
1: <laughs> well i don't know it was on the abc news and it was just a bit of mm. a sort of story that might take off mm. um because he and his p- family apparently when they inherited all this wealth yeah. then did something that I don't know whether it's absolutely illegal or not, but mm. it seems like it's pretty suspicious. Mm. So. Yeah. But I we'll, think they, more to come.
0: When he was um, a candidate, they looked at his like tax reports and he had like no, he, you know, years that he'd mm. earned like $2,000 or made like $100 profit or something, mm. which is a clear tax evasion mm. sort of like oh, effort. no. no. <laughs> <laughs> or, or else he's a really bad <laughs> business person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he's refused so we to. Either uh, way. Well, he's, he's, yeah. he's refused to
2: put yeah.
1: his tax... Returns. Turns out, out in public view, like yeah. every yeah. other
2: presidential candidate has done for the last forty years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, it, you just you just you just head spins when you try to try to get to get to you know grapple with the creature. Yeah.
1: In terms of the environment, interesting, yes, li- Kip, interesting, interesting little piece. Yes. yes. Britain will step up its military presence in the Arctic on concerns about growing Russian aggression in our backyard, Defence Secretary Gavin Uh Williamson said. Now, which bit of the Arctic is in there? (laughs) Anyway, it's in their backyard. But anyway, he said the government was drawing up a defence Arctic strategy with 800 commandos being deployed to Norway next year and the installing of a base there. Williamson highlighted Uh a reopening of Soviet-era bases and an increased tempo of submarine activity as evidence. Britain needed to protect our interests Britain is concerned that as the Arctic ice retreats Russia will intensify activity there and the last sentence says it all of course that that, um, as the ice is melting the big big bloody world fossil companies that cause the ice to melt are now moving in saying isn't it wonderful rubbing their hands they can get to all the stuff under the ice Oh
2: my gosh and uh, and the opening the um, trade the shipping trade routes across the Arctic are starting to open too.
1: That's right. They, they, they're the, going. They're getting. The ships are getting through. And, yep. Um, yep. but I mean that that article indicates mm. there's going to be a real battle between all those powers mm. to get on to all that wonderful mm. fossil mm. fuel.
0: So this is exactly mm. the when you were talking before Kevin about how um, Australia's emissions targets are not being met and this problem i think with the politics of it is that um you know everyone disagrees on what the numbers really are but i think there's low disagreeing on how um what the uh, actual observable effects of the changing climate are and that's one of the best examples Mm -hmm. as well as the increased sort of um weather system uh, effects as well like the hurricanes yeah. and things like that. And yeah. icebergs
1: are melting in the Antarctic too and breaking away. Like yeah, yes, yes. it's ice, pretty
2: clear. So, yeah, 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 the yeah. predictions have yeah. been that the Antarctic would be safe for 50 years before anything happened down there, but it's starting so to already, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. 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 And the scale of everything in the Antarctic is much bigger than the Arctic. Yeah. And so whatever. when it does go, it really goes. Yeah. 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 And it affects everything.
1: Mm. Yeah, It's all been exponential, hasn't it? just taking off fast. It goes yeah. faster and yeah. faster. Yeah. faster. Yeah. Um, now, we've had a warning, and this is an important warning, from Alexander Downer.
2: Um, uh, brace, brace for this um, one.
1: <laughs> yes, before we go on to transport, John. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm looking at the clock. Pity man? we can't. I'm looking at the clock. So am I, John. <laughs> oh, it's 28. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you are too. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, well, um, Je- um, Jeremy Corbyn has a policy of workers getting shares in their company and owning the company and own. And it, it's a ten-year plan where, after t- going up by a cent a year, one okay. percent uh, a year, yep, yep. after ten years, the workers in companies would own ten percent of the company. Wow! And Alexander has warned Australian companies about this, and he he says that the, um, <laughs> they should get out um, um, because it's it's dangerous, it might actually happen. Um, and he, well, it's, it's awful, isn't it? And um, he goes on to say that, um, goes on to say there's no doubt uh which he calls Corbin's um, politics, mm-hmm. has captured the mood of many Brits. Um, not surprised but he, yes he's, <laughs> yeah. and he says australian companies should be taking this policy seriously labor is determined to introduce this and other radical policies oh isn't it frightening wow. for ex- like workers owning 10 percent of the company they work for for god's sake for example they would mandate that all big companies must have trade unionists on their boards all utilities would be nationalized etc etc now who knows what terrible things lie in the etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> Did you
0: just write etc. etc. Well, yes,
2: yes. <laughs> well, um, You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> most of the most of the most of the very productive companies in Germany have um, workers on their boards. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, it's not. It's not.
1: It's not radical. Oh, come on, John! Who, 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 I mean, thank God we've got Alexander to warn us.
2: Well, <laughs> I wish you'd just stick to wine bars <laughs> and um, <laughs> and talking to talking to spies. That would, that would. No, but honestly, I mean, some of the most productive companies in the world are owned by the workers. There is some. There's a. Yeah. Some Spanish companies—they're all over, but they're, they're scattered thinly, and they're never referred to by no. the corporate media, of course. But of course there are not, some no. very, very effective companies. Yeah. Well, Earthworker
1: here has got—you know—it's got you know, to mm. work around cooperative going mm. and making those um, those solar things for yeah. hot water, etc. So you yeah. uh, that's it, that's it a really can good be, one. It
2: can be done. Yes, and it, indeed. And it, if you look at look across Europe, you'd find. Surprise! Surprise! It was very common.
1: Mm. Alexander recently wrote an article in the Financial Review about why why there's poverty in the world. Um, and the <laughs> I remember are, this. Yeah, yeah um, and he one, he that. managed to have an article discussing yeah. why there are filthy rich and why there are dirt poor. Uh-huh. Without once mentioning capitalism, which I thought in itself was a pretty monumental performance.
0: Oh, well, I'm sure they're taking his articles and teaching them at journalism school <laughs> these days. Like, and if you can't think of any other examples, just write etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I thought he might have. I thought he might have explained why
2: his daughter couldn't win the, the family uh, family electorate. He did explain that as well. Oh, good. <laughs> Let's because have a of
1: prejudice. Oh, There's right a little prejudice. Shit, yeah. <laughs> That's right, because they were. No, was by. Uh, it was Prejudice against family. It was um, class by <laughs>
2: Inherited wealth. <well. laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, let's have a very quick break. Come back and talk to John about transport.
2: Let's do that. Tilda,
0: Melbourne's Trans and Gender Diverse Film Festival, is launching its 2018 program on October the 11th. The program runs from Thursday the 8th to Sunday the 11th of November at Footscray Community Arts Centre and celebrates the best trans and gender diverse cinema on offer, along with Q&A sessions with festival guests and opening and closing night events. Program details and tickets are available at tilda.melbourne.com. A 3CR supporter.
2: Spring into Gardening is back this October. Hosted by Gardening Australia's Costa Georgiadis, celebrating sustainability and all things green for one day only. Featuring free workshops and demonstrations, hands-on kids activities and market stalls to help with planting and preparing your garden for summer. Spring into Gardening, Sunday, October the 14th at Victoria Gardens, Paran. Go to stonington.vic.gov.au for more details.
1: Three CR supporter. Okay, transport. John McPherson's here. John, John. Just, just before we go on to other things, we, but, but mm. there's, there's been a couple of ads on telly lately, and I saw one last night again. What I mentioned to you yesterday. Oh, yes, yes. Now, there's one where this bloke, and I think it's, it's an ad for some. Investment super, mob, yeah, private one of those, retail one, one. Of those, um, A.M.P. that sort of thing. It's one not of those not them, I think, that's yeah, you yeah, a, yeah, that's all all a, that a, stuff. A, yep. a,
2: a retirement income, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But
1: this bloke who's retired in, and he's in a quite lovely car, yeah. But he's obviously invested badly. So the next scene, he's in a bit of a bomb, bomb car yeah, and then he's in an yeah. even worse bomb car yeah, it's almost yeah, falling apart yeah. and then he's reached the absolute bottom he's on public transport yeah
2: the horror yeah. and he's
1: got a black man sitting next to him a black man that makes the ad pretty good doesn't it um and he looks a you know at being forced to be but then they say no he invested with us and he's back in the good car again yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's another one where a woman's on a on a crowded train and she's got she's hanging onto something and she's got the armpit of some bloke next to her and she's so disgusted and I think I can't think I think it's an ad for a car or something I think oh, she really? ends up yeah, driving okay. to work rather right, having right. to, yeah, yeah. but they're both they both can you know both these ads from the commercial sector yeah, yeah. indicate the bottom of the rung absolutely yeah, is public yeah. transport
2: yeah. well you know they probably base those <laughs> advertisements on you know careful polling of the of the target markets and they discovered that you know people people didn't find public transport all that attractive? Yeah. Right. So you support the commercial sector. <laughs> <you> try- no. <laughs> My argument is that the standard of public transport needs to improve. Right. <laughs> and maybe they need to hand out some deodorant, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, or use it before you get on. That's right. Um, Are these right. Australian ads or Yeah, they're Australian ads. Now, on a more serious note, um, in the last couple of weeks there was a a report came out melbourne is one of the fastest growing cities in the developed world and Mm -hmm. it goes on about all the problems that causes um but and and then you know transport and congestion are clearly two of the things in fact the this week's um re on radio Mm. national was about mega cities around the world and each one the biggest the biggest problem seemed to be congestion Mm -hmm. Um, but um it it makes the point Deloitte Access Economics research modelled a journey from Coburg to Flinders Street Station via car, train and bicycle and found after taking traffic congestion accidents and other impacts into consideration that the car trip costs society nearly twice as much as the train trip and 19 times more than riding a bike. Um, And it in fact gives figures. It says that um, the... um, this is, these the personal and societal costs. I'm assuming these include pollution, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, of a trip from Coburg, it cost a total of fifty-two seventy to commute by a car, thirty-sixty on a train, and two dollars eighty to cycle, mm. which is mm. pretty significant, isn't
2: pretty, it? Pretty, pretty significant differences, and, and um, yeah, not not surprising. Actually, um, um, there's a lot to be said for the. For the humble bicycle, that's for sure. I'm a bit Mm.
0: surprised that it cost Anything, because you'd think that there'd be a net yeah. gain. You've got to buy you... the bike,
2: I suppose. Oh, okay,
0: yeah. <laughs> is it the cost of the person, individual, or is it the cost of society? Because... Well, it
1: says personal and um, societal. So, so. Right, yeah, because
0: right. I reckon you'd save on in terms of what the health outcomes are for yeah. exercise because Australians don't except, rank very well on physical movement.
2: Except of course, you, if the, if the, if the, if the riders in the corridor with bad air pollution, they're going to be exposed to the air pollution. That's that's true, yeah. and, well, I, and uh, they, look, they probably even include the space it takes to to, to park the bike. They probably even the cost of Put a bike yeah. thing yeah. in. Yeah. Oh,
1: right. well, I, on that, uh, yeah. I always argued that John, riding along, you know, in heavy traffic, yeah. like coming here yeah. Wednesday mornings up on Smith Street, yeah. you yeah. think, well, you're breathing, you're getting exercise, you're yeah. riding a bike, yeah. but you're getting all that bloody, you, you yeah. know, the exhaust yeah. pipes are right there. Yeah. Um, and I raised that – we had some air quality uh, expert yeah, yeah. on this show, and I raised that question, yeah. and I think it was a he. He said um, that, in fact, you get more pollution driving the car mm. than on the bike. Now, I'm not sure how that well, works Well, I've, seen, out, I've to, seen that
2: said too, that, yeah. that in your car you get exposed to more air pollution than you do walking on the footpath. Oh, God. Um, which, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's much in it, but you, you're still all in in the um, stream stream – of pollution, I would have mm. thought, mm. Um, and we, you know, we've still got the terrible problem with diesel, diesel pollution, particularly with the particulates mm. and the NOx and all of those things. Um, yeah, well, that's that's you know, that's what it's what you'd actually expect, and, and of course, the mode that we cater for is the, the is the most expensive mode of transport. That's the car, you know, yeah. the one we we get very <laughs> worried about. And we have to. Uh, Make enough resources mm-hmm. for make mm-hmm. more roads. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that's that's you know that is that is one of the seriously inefficient things of Western about Western cities. You know, yeah. yeah, the car. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. insane, yeah. really, if you yeah. think about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah. um, I saw something, but I can't remember the exact numbers about how uh, how Victorians get around or how people mm-hmm. who live in Melbourne, it's, you know, ninety percent use cars. Can't remember what it was. Ten percent use public transport. Three or four percent ride a bike. Mm. Um, I think it's about eighty percent cars. Eighty yeah. percent cars. Yeah, yeah that yeah. could be. Yeah. yeah, what it was. Yeah. Um, I was surprised, mm. considering uh, mm. if the numbers are that low for public transport and cycling, and then when you're on public transport at peak hour, you cannot move. Mm. Then it doesn't have any capacity for growth.
2: Mm. Mm. For, for that number well, to be well, a bigger percentage. Well, the, the, the the journeys the public transport caters for are mostly the radio ones coming kind of yeah. heading towards the city,
0: yeah, and then people drive everything yeah, else yeah.
2: yeah that's sort of what happens, but see you 've got to be a bit wary about the numbers too are they counting are they counting journeys on foot yeah are they counting are they counting really short journeys, say, around the CBD, which a lot of them would be on foot you 've got to be a bit wary about. Yeah. I about, about these pr- pr- proportions, you know.
0: Yeah. And uh, what about people who do both? Mm, you know. Yeah. that's they, true, Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, the car, the car, the car does seem to dominate. and It does, mm. does dominate. Mm. And you know, there's not barely a household that. No, I think it's about fifteen, fifteen percent of households don't have a car.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. On that Coburg example, of course, they sure. talk about tra- car, train, and and bike. Yeah. If they use tram, and try, I don't know when they're going mm. to do it, but trams mm. are saying they're going to go to 100% renewable energy mm. um, sometime mm. about now, I think. Wasn't yeah, it? Um, yeah. um, if, they, if they do have 100% renewable, then the tram might compete much better well, than let's the see, train. Well,
2: the train can too. Mm. I mean, the train can could could know, use gov- renewable, yeah yeah. 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 If the government yeah. chooses, it can, it could can make a deal with the... Um, with the solar and the wind farm operators to get the power from for the trains as well. Mm. Um, the car, you can't do that not while mm. they're not while no, they're difficult. internal combustion.
1: Yeah, until you plug them into something. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, but but you know, cars in cities are always going to be. You know, ridiculous in terms of the mm. amount of space they take up. Doesn't matter whether they're electric or, or, mm. or yeah, or petrol or whatever. Yeah. They're they're ridiculous in dense cities. you try and cater for them in dense cities. and ridiculous.
1: subsequent to the green bans in the seventies, mm. Jack Mundy, the yep. leader of that mm. ban, yeah, for a period of the union, um, Jack Jack argued that in Sydney, thirty four percent, I think, was his figure. Yeah. of land space in Sydney is devoted one hundred percent to the motor car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that includes parking, you know, and people's right. own parking and mm. yeah. all that stuff. But, yeah, when yeah. you look
2: at the, ups- uh, the p- proportion, yes.
0: It's like the uh, if you could think of like how you could invent the least efficient mm. way in terms of space and resources to get people around. Mm-hmm. When I look at cars and there's uh, – 90% of the cars that I look at have one person mm-hmm. in them and there's room for mm-hmm. five people mm-hmm. and a big boot and – you know mm. this yep. whole space yep. of the car yep. no one's using it no. like that no. No. very few people have no. more than one person in their car Single well you well let's yeah. look
2: at let's look at china i mean china's now heavily motorised mm-hmm. and you know they're having all the same problems yeah. Yeah, to the to <clears> the <throat> to the extent that cars that can can sometimes only be driven every second day you know yeah, things like that yeah. but but all the, all the big uh, chinese cities and that's probably hundreds of them are getting metro systems you know being built at a great rate Uh, They're at least trying and it, I mean, it's yeah. the
0: same in India because cars are being marketed. Mm-hmm. There, uh, car companies see this emerging market mm-hmm. in this part of these parts of the world, uh, and market it as a status symbol. Mm-hmm. To be like, here's how you define that's yourself right. yep. as different yep. from everybody yep. else. Yep. You yep. are wealthy yep. enough to have a car, even if you cannot drive yep. it. Yep. <laughs> it is <laughs> possible to move in the traffic. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. Well, there are a few, as we know, there are a few cities around the world now who've got congestion taxes on their car usage. Like like London, um, Singapore. Stockholm, Singapore. Mm. A few, a few have got some, but it's not by no means universal anywhere. It's very, um, it's very um, hit and miss whether there's any any any, any sort mm. of um, yeah um, control like that on cars. And uh, it's
0: it's not exactly a status symbol here. It's more that our cities are not designed for people who don't have cars. As someone who doesn't have a car, yeah. there's a lot of in. Inequalities and inefficiencies mm-hmm. in trying to get around you know in a in an easy way without a car. Yeah, unless You're you want
1: to go into the centre. Yeah. Well, the well, public public transport doesn't doesn't cover for those circumferential roads. Like, yeah. I want to go from say Brunswick to Northcote, which is the crow flies. is just over the road, effectively. Mm. But I've got to go into the city and out again on public transport.
0: Well, you can mm. take this thing called a bus. Yeah, but but it's, but, <laughs> it, but
1: if you want to do it at night,
0: yeah,
2: yes, it may only run every know. forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, which is just a, just stupid. Well, no, but it also
1: stop by about nine o'clock. Yeah, or something, of course. Yeah. So. yeah.
2: Well, this is this is the thing that that you know really. Bugs me about Melbourne. We have got quite good infrastructure, but we still don't run um, services. Good, good quality services all the time. I mean, even even the even the train lines, the services drop back to half hourly. By the middle of the evening, you know, yeah. they should be they should be running every ten or fifteen minutes minimum. I think that's until um, t- midnight.
0: It's one of the key ways that people are disadvantaged if you don't have a car is mm. just the length of time yes. and how much time you have to have right. to get somewhere. Yes. If there's like a trip that could take an hour round trip, including mm-hmm. transport time in a car. It will be two hours round easily, trip, easily, yeah. Yeah. if not more. And,
2: and really the people who make decisions, who are, of course, car drivers or That's right. chauffeured, yep. they do not appreciate that, no. the time that you can spend just waiting yep. somewhere for interchange between exactly. one mode and another, exactly. Yeah. even if you can start your trip when you want to. Yep. Yep. You, and they just, you have to they just don't, hours. don't get it, and yep. it, it. I don't know how you ever get them to understand it. It yeah. seems to be very, very hard.
0: Take their car away for a year yeah. 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 and yeah. see how... Well, certainly
2: I think it, it means, you know, the Minister for Public Transport should be condemned to use the <laughs> system they, they manage, right. things like that. And
1: somehow not have timetables that have the bus leaving the station a minute before the yeah. train arrives. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, often, a- and often the only way to deal with that is the issue of minute change is to have frequent services on all your, all your yeah. services so you know that if you miss this bus, there'll be one along. Fairly soon, yeah. not 40 minutes' time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. it's Yeah, I, I, I don't know, folks, how how, how we e- ever get beyond the point we've got to. There's this reluctance to yeah. run more than they see as the absolute minimum level of service that's that's, that's required. Mm. And that means they'll run frequent services in the peak because they can see the trains are bulging at the doors mm. or the trams are bulging at the doors. Mm. But they don't... They're very reluctant to run run more 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 services when they so. when they're not quite so and it's a vicious circle because mm. because they're
1: so irregular yeah. people don't use, use them, them so they say well no one's using That's it but right. if they did if they exactly. ran them regularly people would exactly. so it gets into that vicious circle yeah. thing yeah.
2: and r- really these days the many of the tram routes are very congested off peak as well yeah. they're very mm. busy mm. and yet that doesn't seem to filter through it seems the people who make the decisions still think that there's no congestion on any of the services outside the peak hours. Yeah. Well, if you you
1: go from here into the city, Mm. once you hit the free tram zone in particular, Mm. people just pile onto Mm. the tram. Mm. It shows they'll use it if it's cheaper and frequent and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, Just on on Meg's point about um, the amount of space given to cars, by the way, to roads, you probably saw the the age recently got uh, under freedom of information. They're not making it publicly available except under that. Uh, the fact that widening the eastern freeway to more than 20 lanes in sections as part of the North East Link Road project will see large chunks of parkland bulldozed. The expansion of the freeway to make it one of Melbourne's widest is detailed in a report released under Freedom Etc. They go on to say the report shows that when the works are complete, the eastern freeway at its widest point in Doncaster will be 119 metres a Vic Roads design document describes a typical eight-lane urban freeway as about 44 metres wide. Wow. The freeway near Middleborough Road in Box Hill will be 111 metres wide as it passes the Blackburn Road interchange in Doncaster East. It will be 100 metres wide. It will take a huge amount of land. We are talking 16 or 20 lanes from Collingwood to Blackburn. John Stone, our old mate, he's yep. professor of um, well, no, he's, he's trans lecturer in transport planning up at Melbourne. Um, only the 300 metre wide interchange, etc. Also to go in the Eastern Freeway expansion is land that was identified for railway stations at Bulleen and East Kew in a 2014 study for the proposed Doncaster rail line. The road line widening will in effect prevent the rail line being built with a new dedicated busway to use land needed for a railway reservation. They are taking everything they can get in the freeway reserve, including the Doncaster rail reservation, and then coming for the parkland, Dr Stone said." And it's the old Coonan Creek Reserve, etc. The widest point of added road space is in the Coonan Creek Reserve in Baldwin North. Um, and so more of that which went for the East Crew originally is going to go. But the North East Link Authority Chief Executive Duncan Elliott said every attempt was being made to minimise impacts <laughs> on parkland. Now, the best Aww. way to minimise would
2: be to take none. Well, yeah. um, Well, <laughs> basically, basically they're, still, they're still doing the predict and provide design method, you know, this is how much we we predict that the that this new new link will generate all this extra traffic. Therefore, we have to provide enough space for it, yeah. and that's what they've come up with. It's yeah. it's um, you know it's it's well insane, nine, Nina I mean.
1: Scott, whose 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 property overlooks Look, that. I mean, it right. just to go straight down to the Creek Valley yeah, before yeah. the freeway yeah. turned up. She's going to have. She's like, going
2: to have freeway over a back fence. Yeah,
1: that's right. Well, yeah. she well she has now, but well, she yeah, she's been closer, but yeah, she's yeah. been talking to me for ages about the fact that this is coming and mm. the, you know what's going to happen mm. below mm. her mm. property. Uh, and, and she just can't find anything out from no, the authorities. No, no, of course not. And Joan Coxedge, who also lives in the same area mm, a couple of blocks mm, away, yeah. um, was talking about it to me last week as well. I mean, people who live there are deeply concerned mm, about the mm. impact on their parkland and their mm. creek valley and their own well, and their well, living, but they can't find anything out.
2: Apparently, already now, that that section of the freeway clogs up around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, which is a very peculiar time. Mm. It's not the real normal normal... Um, um, peak period. So instead mm. of entertaining a, 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 a number of different ways of dealing with the congestion, all I can think of is, oh well, we have to make it so much wider. It's the it's mm. a zombie it's a zombie freeway that you get when these mm. guys say, well, if it's, it if, it's con- if it's congesting mm. at three o'clock in the afternoon now, we'll have to make it twice as wide, and maybe that'll fix it, but it won't fix it. This is this is the other thing. You could call it the Peter Dutton freeway. Yeah, you could <laughs> <laughs> zombie freeway. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 just it's just madness. I mean, there's you know there's a certain amount of capacity you might be able to justify on a ring freeway around the city, and probably we've got it about now. Mm-hmm. But you know you know you cannot go on fixing these things by just building more lanes. Um, but we still seem to be in the 1960s mindset, which is. Uh, which most of the rest of the world has got over and, d- and accepted mm. that you cannot fix these things just by building bigger freeways. Mm. Um, there, once, you get, once you get flows of movement on that scale, it's time to ask yourself, well, what sort of, sort of public transport would you put in place? Like freeways oh,
1: yeah. beget freeways beget yeah, freeways yeah, yeah. beget freeways. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, as we've said so many times, everyone everyone is, is put to us <sighs> mm. as the panacea for our traffic problems. For the last one. And mm. it then becomes the problem we then yeah, have to address. Yeah, yeah. And Vic Roads know that, of course, yeah, the yeah, road yeah, authorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've got two office buildings absolutely crammed with engineers whose role is to design and build mm, roads, mm, then mm, every chance they're going to design and build mm, roads.
2: Mm. So the whole on Creek Valley is going to end up just one huge, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a freeway on yeah. the yeah. scale of Los Angeles freeways. Yeah. Well, nine, which one of one course of, they probably yeah. think is a great thing.
0: Los Angeles mm. is renowned as like the least. Mm. Walkable mm-hmm. city in the entire world, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that you cannot function in that place without a car. Mm-hmm.
2: Apparently, I'd um, mm-hmm. like to yeah. mention yes. um, Matthew Guy's. Um, yes,
1: I was going to raise that. Next All yeah. the promises we're getting at the moment. Yes, yes. yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: A little bit yeah. of
0: election um, mm. preamble.
2: Yes. Um, well, um, this is Matthew Guy's um, alternative to the to the Ring Loop uh, railway that um, the government is talking about building around Melbourne. Guy wants to uh, build um, f- fast rail all over Victoria. Mm. And he uh, thinks he can get fast rail to um, Geelong in four years' time. Uh, we're going to take 32 minutes for his fast train to get from Geelong to the city. So that would be very nice. In how many yeah. years? Four.
0: Right, mm. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. I don't know, guys.
2: <laughs> Mr Guy, on on based on the performance of v- V-Line these days, I don't think you've got much of a hope. The... Um,
0: is this a formal proposal? Oh,
2: it's, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's an election election promise. promise so I wouldn't yeah. take it too seriously. There's nothing
0: written down yet. Well, not yet, no, no. bit but of a non-core he's, promise He's claiming,
2: um, I think talking about spending $19 billion or something like that. Yeah.
1: And so and it, I mean, the election's on when you know that, um, mm. and you start to suspect that Frankston just might be a marginal seat because, um, <laughs> although the ALP holds it by a whole 0.4%, right, so I don't know right, what they're worried about. Right. But anyway, <clears throat> you have, you know, one day guy comes out and he's on telly going down and saying he's going to build this multi-storey car park mm-hmm. at Frankston Station for 450 cars. And... And the next day out comes the transport minister of the Labor government and says, we're going to build one for 500 cars.
2: <laughs> right, okay. Well, this could go on tediously all the way to the election. Well, next like next auction. That's auction. <laughs> <right>. Okay, <laughs> Matthew, Four next bit. 550? That's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Oh, dear. No, you start to suspect there's an election
1: coming up. Yeah,
2: actually. you do, yeah, yeah. So, I mean... You, you, you um you they so easily bail out from anything that's even you know remotely sane in the in the way of proposals don't they mm. probably you could argue both sides i mean the ring the ring railway around Melbourne. Yeah, because you know,
0: they've only promised to do a feasibility study, right? And it's, and it's a classic way to... And they're
2: talking yeah. about it taking 30 or 40 years to build. Yeah, yeah. 20, 50, yeah. it to be finished. So, so we'll, be like, all be, we'll all be gone uh, We think we'll do it. Oh, Meg, sorry, Meg the feasibility... Won't be oh, sorry. Meg yeah, will be around. Please. Yeah, please. Don't wipe her off that quickly, John. She'll still be on a bike <laughs> waving her <laughs> <a wolf> stick. <laughs> Get out of my way. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and, but it's very
0: yeah. easy to sort of have a feasibility study and then say, oh, it's not feasible. Sorry. Uh, oh, that happened right. in Hobart with the light yeah, rail. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, so it's been talked about for decades. Yeah, 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 having a light yeah. rail mm-hmm. up from Hobart to the northern suburbs. Bob,
2: Bob Carr in New South Wales is famous for this on public transport issues. Yeah. Promise, promised something fabulous coming up to each election, which he then proceeded to win. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think guys got the same, uh, the same hope, um, hope. But but yeah, I mean, the. Um, the performance of V Line as an operator of um, trains of even moderate speeds mm-hmm. is pretty pretty poor. Well, it's, also you're worried yeah. to to put put them in charge of building some t- tremendous uh, network. I think would be uh,
1: well. There's an item also recently that the whatever that's called the. the the train, the, the carriage thing that goes along and detects problems on the tracks mm. is itself broken down yes, at the moment. Yes, and uh, yes. the Warnable line was mentioned in quarterly right. because yeah, it's always running yeah. late, et cetera. Well, but they, they, haven't, they, they mm. haven't
2: been able to maintain mm. their schedule of, 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 mm. um, of line um, detection where they go along and, mm. and assess the lines with, um, with a clever gadget lots of yeah. lasers. But and. I
1: thought the more outrageous aspect of that was that Metro, mm. which is a private company running yes. the metropolitan system, yes charges V-Line, which is the public system, thousands of dollars dollars a day. It works out to millions a year Uh to Uh use this thing on their country tracks. Now, the the thing itself is owned by the public, not owned by Mm. Metro, as far Mm. as I know. Mm. So you've got a private Mm. company charging Mm. a public body to use Mm. public property. Mm. 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 But there
2: are many, many of those... That bit I can't understand. There are many of those sort of boondoggles in the the current public-private arrangements. Mm. uh, believe me, in public transport, they're all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Sort of is V-Line
0: chance. at risk of becoming privatised?
2: Uh,
1: well, it, it, well the warning line is still is public, though. Is He's is private. No, 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 no. It, it, back it not was back in V-Line. Oh, that's was, right, because they bucketed came, it up, didn't it they? It came, yeah. Yeah, came back yeah, into
2: public yeah, ownership. Yeah. They seem to have kept V-Line public because they really couldn't find a prop, a private uh, operator who who could do a reasonable job. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, they haven't that's, not one really, in yeah. That's, that's not really not exactly a criteria for <laughs> no. privatising, no. is it? Like, it's just who
0: it's, will pay for it. There's got to be
1: something deeper than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Metro and, uh, and its predecessor and etc. are not good examples of no, efficiency. Well, they,
2: the latest lot of lot of management, in, even mm-hmm. in V Line, came from mm-hmm. Queensland government-owned railways. And yeah. they were bundled out after about eighteen months or two years uh-huh. as being as being um, incompetent, yeah. if not if not corrupt. Yeah. Um, so,
1: now we minute left. I can I just raise something here. Mm. Um, tomorrow night at uh, Brunswick Town Hall at seven o'clock. I'd urge everyone to get along. There's a public meeting about the privatisation process of pu- of public housing. Um, with speakers, the mayor's going to speak, and you know the uh, Sue Sue Bolton, who's one of the, his councillor, of course, but also running on the socialist ticket in the election, mm. Greens candidate, one of the Grand Place, one of the place, Grand Place in West Brunswick, one of the residents there, and those residents are so articulate and know the issues. Um, but the speeches, I mean, are going to say things I think we all know in the first place. But it's just that the issue is so important, and this is a public meeting to let government know and the opposition know, I guess how people feel about it, that I do urge people to get along. Seven o'clock tomorrow night at Brunswick Town Hall, which I think everyone knows where it is, mm. corner of Glenline Road and Sydney Road. And I would really urge people to get along there and make sure it's a big, big meeting and we let people know that mm. people are really opposed to what's happening to public housing.
0: Because this is the key moment right before the election. This is yeah. going to be the point because after this, I think in that next, um, you know, wh- whoever gets in at this state election, that's going to be the time when all of these things are going to happen, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, right, that's right, Okay, so that's, that's – so time's up, John. Okay. Um, thanks right. for that. Next month right. we'll have more on transport. There's yeah, always something York, on transport, isn't there?
2: Always something <laughs> – <laughs> something, usually something yeah. a bit crazy going on. Right, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and next week is uh, energy, and we are going to be talking to Colin Long, um, who's taking up a new job at Trades Hall on environment and climate change issues. Colin's just yeah. retired as – State Secretary of the National Tertiary Education Union. Oh, okay. And he was an original member of the People's Committee for Melbourne that started this program brilliant. all those years ago. So, oh.
2: um,
1: an yeah. alumni. I mean, he got his PhD <laughs> in that period. I remember having many drinks for his PhD. Go back then. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, a
2: bit of red wine splashed on the pages. Yeah. Right?
1: <laughs> so we're all much younger at that time, obviously. Um, anyway, he's on next week oh, talking brilliant. about his new job at Trades Hall and, and workers' environment issues. Yeah, well...
2: Labor will have to be have their nose kept to the glass. Okay, better go. Look, thank Meg.
1: John, thank Meg and tell her what a great job she did.
2: Thank you, Meg. You do a a great job. Thank you. Come back next week and do it again. Okay, I will. Thanks,
0: guys.